a timeout. Lillard, a chance to send the Thunder home. Lillard, long range three, and it's good! And the buzzer, Damian Lillard! Are you kidding me? And that was Damian Lillard sending the Oklahoma City Thunder home in the first round. They were my pick to also meet in the Western Conference Finals with the Warriors. That shows you how much I know. Welcome to the show. Views from the sideline, April 30th, 2019, last day of April. We're spending it in the studio, breaking down the NFL draft, breaking down the NBA playoffs. What's going on, fellas? Dame Lillard is a bad man. D'Angelo Russell has the ice in his veins signature celebration but I, I think dame time needs to be the signature celebration of this year because he 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 put himself above russell westbrook in these playoffs russell was all oh, talk, big time one huge game in okc he's screaming to the fans make making fun of dame for not guarding him tough enough shut him up 50 with a 35 footer series over this is legendary so, he didn't even. It wasn't a step back. It's a sidestep. Sidestep. Yeah. Yeah. Two drama queens, Russ and James Harden. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say Both Damian Lillard. I was like, he's well. the farthest thing away from a drama queen. In but the he, words of Paul George, that was a bad shot. It was bad defense. <laughs> that was a bad Dame, shot. In the name of Damian Lillard. <laughs> Nonsense. Bad My favorite thing is that uh, they went back and showed Paul George's shot against the Pistons that we can all remember. That oh was yeah. About the same range, <laughs> and people all were like, "That's a bad shot, Paul." Horrible. Terrible. But um, I don't know. Damian Lillard lost last night. We'll get into that. But <laughs> so, I mean, hey, it's game way to one, be a Debbie man. Downer, Joey. Short-lived victory. But, it's not like they know. lost the series. It's game one. Yeah, you're right. Come but on, we'll man. talk. We'll break down all the NBA playoff recap, the first round, which concluded this past weekend, and we will break down the conference semis, which is going on currently tonight. I believe it's Boston, Milwaukee, game two. And Houston Golden State game two in the semis. But the NFL draft. The Lions did terribly. Let me start the show off correctly. Joey, did was there Hold any on. was there any other way? Let me start this show <laughs> was, off. Was there correctly. any other way? I have to give the Lions what they deserve. What are you drafting in the second round? Like I'm not even going to ignore I, I, I don't agree. agree. I, I agree with you on that. I don't agree with taking a tight end in the first round. I don't agree with it. But at least I understand he has he's a better prospect than what Eric Ebron was, and he does have at least a solid career outlook. I understand that. I just don't agree with the position they drafted in such a defensive heavy draft. But who the heck is taking that inside linebacker from Hawaii in round two when you could have drafted him in the sixth round? Greedy Williams is on the board. You could use him. No, he goes to Cleveland, who's starting to stack up that roster. Greedy said they're winning the championship this year. Okay, think, Greedy's got to calm I, I down. I think he might have ruined the entire year already. Yeah. The rookie's got to learn. That might be why the Lions didn't draft him. And a lot of <laughs> other teams, actually. Because he was originally projected first round. I, I also I do have questions about him, too. But he, he landed in a great spot with Cleveland. But this isn't about Cleveland. It's not about them. Chris right, wants he, to make it about Cleveland. Though. No, no. <laughs> He's slowly turning. And I'm I'm terrified. Hey, he's he's gonna show up with an Indians jersey around October. Watch, he, that's those are gonna be his boys. <laughs> Why are you looking like that, Chris? Did you guys can take over the show you now? The Lions, you guys but... can take over the show now. <laughs> what if the Cavs get the number one pick? Get Zion. I will never. The dream, be excited. <laughs> dream come true. <laughs> anyway, I that you guys took all any any mustard I had from. The Lions. It wasn't that, was, that bad. That was the plan, Chris. No, but the, the, here's the, the thing: the here's... Lions draft wasn't that. All right, why was the it second horrible. round pick? The second round pick was terrible. Almost, almost made me lose it. It almost made me lose it. But what, what, ha- okay, what they did know. in the in the next rounds, I am good. I'm, so I like their. Picks. All right, I'll break it down for how I felt with each pick. Okay. Did not care for the first round. I was not happy with it. I understand he's a solid prospect. He's Just more than a solid prospect. 
Top ten. Drafting a tight end in the first round and top ten. You, you, it's, it's, dang, you have, it's a dangerous game. But you, you ha- need to hit you Rob to, Gronkowski or it's a bad. You pick. have to be that level Not of prospect to be a top to be a tight end in the top ten. And he has that type of talent. I think too many blocking and pass catching. He he has it. I think too many people are like brainwashed and thinking, oh, this is going to be another Brandon Pettigrew. This is going to be another Eric exactly. Ebron. That's, that's, that's not what this is. I, I, I understand like the frustration behind it. I don't necessarily like the pick either, but I'm accepting of it, and I'm, I'm trying not to compare TJ Hawkinson with Eric Ebron and Brandon Pettigrew. Like, they're, they're all you di- completely underst- different types of but players. But you understand that's going to happen until the end of time, right? Right, the I do. Yeah. I do understand they're, that, they're but illogical, I think people, but yeah, people need to get that out of their heads as much as they can. So the TJ TJ Hawkinson pick, I didn't like, but I've talked myself down. I was very heated at first. I've talked myself down from that. I'm disappointed in the pick. That's about it. I think second most, most pick, Lions fans don't even know about the second round pick. I did, probably. To I will opinion. be completely after honest the Hawkinson pick. Most Lions fans were out of it. I will be completely which honest is, with you, which is ridiculous. After they drafted. Jelani Tafai from Hawaii in the second round, I turned off the draft. I was done. I turned it off. They had no footage of this guy on ESPN. I don't, I don't even remember them. To, they jumped straight to the analysts. I don't remember them talking about him much. I just remember seeing a because few they, things, like first team whack two years and d- the leading tackler. On because the they didn't think there was any shot that dude was going to be drafted on day two of the NFL draft. They were not prepared for it. They didn't even bring up, they didn't even bring up that it was as a a surprise. They just didn't have much to say about it. Because them, they were so thrown off of it. <laughs> yeah. But, all right. So that was one of the worst. That was, in my opinion, that was the worst pick of the draft. And I'm not being biased. I honestly think that was the worst pick in the draft. But, and regardless of how he turns out career-wise, you could have gotten him later. Yeah, but if he turns out to be a stud, like, it's not going to matter. But you could have drafted a. You could have gotten a, him as a stud. You could look at. Player. You could look at every prospect like that, <laughs> right? If you want to be the most optimistic, optimistic person. But in the second round, you know how many studs are left on the board. There are so many. And to you spend know how, that, you know pick. how deep this draft was with defensive. No, talent. I agree. I and do, guys I, that are legit prospects that could come in and produce right now. I don't known like, factors. I don't Instead, like you draft the pick. a prospect. Picking picking the unknown in a in it with a pick you have that could show your fans. We're bringing this in. You know who this is. Or if you don't know the highlights of him, you at least know the name. And this is a guy you can get excited about. This is a pick where it's just like, ah, we'll see what happens. Well, I mean, like you said, though, most people tuned off after the second or once the second round starts. So they're not going to know most of these guys anyway. Um, I think even like the most notable name in the second round was Greedy Williams still. And, Which the Lions could have had. Right. They could have. And I, I'm not saying that I agree with this pick, but... I, but to point out that, like, no matter how this guy turns out, we could have gotten him later. If the Lions felt like he is what they need and what they wanted, then they're going to go with it. They're going to just go with their gut. Like, that's how they make their decisions is they have a, a board, and they're going to say, okay, Tavai's here. We're taking him now. We don't want to lose him. It seems wrong. Yes, I understand. But if he turns out to be good, it's not going to matter. If he turns out to be bad, then we'll look back at it and be like, why did we do this? The factor of we know something the rest of the league doesn't know usually doesn't work. Well, and that's, that, what, that's my one that, rebuttal. You know, and, and, and that's where I was going to go with this. Bob Quinn, to me, with this pick, is trying to say, oh, I'm the smartest guy in the room. When in all likelihood, dude's going to be out of a job in a year. I, that's where I'm getting to this point. I, he, think, I think it's more likely he'll be a special teams player from the start. Or... He could be a stud like Joey. Who knows? We really knows? we won't know. It's, it's most likely he'll be a special teams player. Maybe jump back and forth between the practice squad and the actual roster. We'll have to see. We'll I think that's see. my bigger problem though with this entire draft for the Lions. I think T.J. Hawkinson is the only one that's going to start. I disagree with that. Third I round pick. Can't see. It. I think in a year or two there are guys on here that will start. Are you talking about this year, Joe? No, not really. talking about. I'm talking about like within this year. From from rounds and three, even even next year, I don't know. From rounds three to six, I like every pick they made. Everyone, I would say. I think Will Harris could potentially start in a few years. I think Amani Aruwarie. I like. It. I think he could start in a few years. I like the Austin Bryant pick because people forget he was the fourth man on that line. He didn't get that much shine. No, I, I like uh, Austin Bryant. I like four. Four not. Ty Johnson is a really. 
he's a playmaker. He can go special teams, kick return, backup running back. He's really electric. And Travis Fulgham, watch the tape versus Virginia Tech when they upset them. He's a guy that can make contested catches, and he's really physical. I like all of them. Well, most of them make the team. Probably not. That's how the draft goes. But right. I like the picks. I felt I, like I felt like they did a good job rounds four and on. You didn't like Will Harrison th- at three? No. I, was, I wasn't the biggest fan. Um, I just felt like like safety wasn't it's not a need. like the biggest need yeah. for this team. Um, so that was a little bit disappointing or a little bit questioning for me personally. Um, so it it just wasn't like what so, I was thinking. I guess. What were the Lions thinking? I understand the seventh round pick. You draft T.J. Hawkinson in the first round. Why are you picking Isaac Nauta? Another one uh, that just threw me. That, for that, a that whole doesn't make loop. any sense. It, it it seems like something that's just it's gonna fill a practice squad. Why are you filling your practice position, squad through the maybe. draft? He, At that point, a, you should be drafting prospects that might. He's mainly a blocking tight end. Which if if they're going more to the running game, maybe it would make sense that you get him and he can be a key blocker in some of your schemes. Maybe, but it's a it's a swing. It's a big time swing. I don't know if it's gonna hit. Yeah, we'll get. Yeah, we'll we'll talk more about the Lions in a second. I want to get your overall input on other teams in the draft. So Kyler Murray goes number one overall to Arizona. Expected. Was it the right move in the end to draft Kyler Murray and then you because you drafted him, you have to ship out Josh Josh Rosen. Was that the right move? On the outside looking in, it seems like this was the move that needed to happen because when you, excuse me, when you bring in Cliff Kingsbury. He recruited Kyler out of high school. They have a relationship. Kyler knows what Cliff Kingsbury wants from a quarterback and the the type of system he's basically going to run, even if he expands it more for the NFL and brings more into it. They know each other. They they have a feel for each other. It's a match. It's the perfect match, basically, for a coach and a quarterback. So it's, it's what they needed to do. Joey? Yeah, I mean, there's no other player like, like there's a lot of good defensive players in this draft, but none of them are necessarily going to change, like turn this franchise in particular around. Yeah. They, they they need so they much. have so many holes, exactly. and usually the best place to start is quarterback, and obviously they felt like Josh Rosen just wasn't the thing. I think Kyler Murray brings more excitement to the team. I think he brings another dynamic being able to run. Obviously the big question is just, can he turn into an NFL quarterback? That's kind of the big question. But if you don't feel like Josh Rosen's that good, and I don't know if he really looked all that good. I think it's more of the scheme fit that, uh, and honestly, you, you know, quarterback would really look that good with the, with that kind of support. Right. Exactly. Um, but I think if you're still just looking to turn this franchise around, you're trying to find some immediate action, and the best way to do that is the quarterback. So I think in their best interest, that's what they should have gone with. Before we move on, we do have some breaking news into the studio. I hope this is some juicy news, some big news. It actually is. According to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, Greg Popovich is formally committing to his 24th season as the San Antonio Spurs head coach. He's expected to sign a three-year contract that will keep him as the NBA's highest paid coach. I have have to take all the hits because I made a bold prediction. I made a Tysic take that this was a Pops last year. You made a Pappas take. No, that was a Tysic take. (laughs) It's all heat. No justification. That's a Tysic take. I think I think some of his hot takes have some have some backbone behind it, some reasoning. Malik, we can talk about I'm this after the show. You're throwing <laughs> heat at me right now. Come on, come on, man. All right, I'm listening. Um, you can't expect heat back from a hot take. What do you? Come on, Tysic rules. You can't expect hot heat take. back from a hot take. <laughs> Got to be ready to take it's the heat in, on the hot it, take. It was written, okay. It's in the rule book. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, pop. Heading back to Spurs. We'll get more into the draft. Quick first impressions on the news that Greg Popovich will be back for three years. Honestly, uh, I'm not surprised. 
after this three-year stretch, I will agree he'll probably be done. Then he'll hand the the team, the franchise off to, honestly, I hope Becky Hammond gets the... Do you think Becky's still going to be still be there in three years? That That's the thing that I was going to... I hope she's still there. I hope Pop is in her ear because she's been climbing up in that staff and on that bench for years now. She's a few seats away from Pop. Hopefully she keeps building up. Maybe she'll be the associate head coach in two years. Yeah. And by the time Pop leaves, he can hand it off to her because she clearly knows what she's doing. She has experience. She's going to get job offers in the next few years, but I hope Pop stays in her ear, and by the time he's gone, we get the first female head coach in NBA history. Joey? I'm not really surprised, but I am surprised by the three years. I I figured that he would have started doing, like, LeBron-type one-year deal things. Um, But, yeah, I would would say that if he's decided on a three-year time period that he knows – about how much time he wants uh, with this group of guys. Because he's got a young team right now. Exactly. Um, so I think he okay. thinks that he can mold them into something. So if he can't get it done in three years, then you know maybe then that's when he calls it quits. Follow-up t- tweet from Adrian Wojnarowski. Uh, says, a Popovich, a Popovich extension has been a foregone conclusion for months, but a new deal doesn't change the fact that he'll continue to take his coaching future on a year-to-year basis. Yeah, like I mean, I'm, I'm sure if, like, health or team is terrible it's, or something. And it says the Spurs ownership believes he's entitled to manage his future how he wishes. So, it doesn't matter if he signs up three years. He can walk away at any point, essentially. But good for Pop. Keep cashing them checks. Spurs going to be around for a little bit longer. Anyways, transition back. Had to talk. That's some big news in the NBA. Let's transition back to the NFL draft. We talked about Kyler. You guys both think it was the right move. What are the Giants doing? Can we talk about that? I'll get mine out of the way first, since I know Malik's got some okay. So what? Who did the, who did the Giants draft? It's, I don't think I don't think it's crazy, but it's it's a theory. The Giants drafted quarterback Daniel Jones from Duke University. Duke Blue Devils, yeah, not the basketball team. We're uh, talking for Duke football. This is uh, wait, did they, they should have drafted Zion. Maybe. Maybe he would have been the best tight end prospect in the draft (laughs) over Hawkinson. Definitely a big question mark for the team. Many felt that he could have been taken much, much, much later. And the Giants decided to take him sixth overall. I don't know what they were thinking. Um, Especially with them also having the 17th pick. I feel like there's just too many impact guys on defense to pass up. And Dexter Lawrence isn't what they needed. I and I understand that like a lot of people were saying that, oh, well, there were other teams that were considering Daniel Jones. Well, there was a lot of other teams that were considering Drew Locke, and where did he end up? So it's a big question mark, and it puts a big, big target on Daniel Jones' back. I feel sort of bad for the guy. He's I go- don't. He's I'm, going I'm, to New York. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for He's him. He's going to New I've, York. I liked him last year at Duke. I liked watching him play. I'm rooting for him. I think it's funny that he could probably play Eli Manning in a sitcom. <laughs> um, Lifetime movie. He's good friends with the Mannings. He His mechanics are all like the Mannings. Of course he's good friends with the Mannings. It's, it's really odd. Uh, I don't understand it. I think personally that they had one of the worst drafts just because of the risk that they're taking. And it's it's you can use the similar logic that I said for the Lions taking Tavai in the second round. Like if if you feel that he's the best player or the best quarterback because they needed a quarterback and people were starting to say that Dwayne Haskins is possibly overrated and that's why he fell to 15, that that's why the Giants went with Daniel Jones. To take him six, though, just seems odd when there was more surefire talent at that spot. Also, can't you trade down and get uh, some apparently value? They, apparently, they couldn't find what they wanted to okay. trade down. At least that was the story. But Gotcha. Malik, you are smiling. So like You're about to just break it down <laughs> for the people. A few things that you said is it's a part of why I think Dave Gettleman took this chance it is because he thinks daniel jones is daniel manning 
He thinks Dan he thinks Daniel Jones is the little brother to the Mannings that they don't have. <laughs> Daniel Manning recruited by David Cutcliffe, who coached Eli Manning and Peyton. Daniel Jones comes out of the Manning Passing Academy. Peyton sees him. Eli sees him. Eli's in his ear. And also, Eli wants to play those three or four more years like Dave Gettleman wants him to. So, Eli puts it in his ear also. Yeah, that, this was, is one the guy that, that was one thing that I heard is that Eli was a big fan of Daniel Jones. Exactly. Eli tells him, David, David coached me. He coached my brother. We've seen this kid at our camps. This guy might have it. Dave Gettleman trusts the Manning family. He trusts Eli Manning. He love he almost loves the Manning family too much. It's <laughs> it's almost it's almost a problem because he he's taking a swing on this kid because he believes he is the next Manning. And he believes that he's the only person that sees it. Because he's the smartest guy in the room. Because he's more connected than anybody else in the NFL. That's how you make wrong family. picks. And that Get is blinded. how you make wrong picks. He he thinks Daniel Jones is the next coming. You know the first time Dwayne Haskins has the opportunity to start against the New York Giants, he is going to light those boys up. Just that's just what's going to happen. Daniel Manning. And I got to that's give a, what he sees. I got to give a shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs. Getting Dwayne Haskins was it was it the Chiefs that drafted Redskins? The Redskins. Redskins drafted. Uh, sorry, yeah. the the Washington Redskins. Dwayne Haskins at fifteen. That's great value. I think they had one of the best drafts. I'm with you. Actually, they're my draft winners, is the Washington Redskins. Talking about draft winners, who had the best draft? New England Patriots, man. I, I Really? Can't, I cannot believe the haul that they were able to get away with. Break it down it was, for the people. I, mean, I think I'd, I, have to go, I have to go into past the first few picks. Well, they took Nikhil to Harry in Nikhil the first Harry, round. Nikhil Harry, which that completely surprised me. That but, doesn't seem like a then, New England pick, But though. then I realized he's – Nikhil Harry has been my favorite receiver in college football for the past few years, and it kind of confused me of why he wasn't a higher-rated receiver. But, of course, Bill Belichick and that organization, they know what fits in their team, and they know what real talent looks like. You have – now you have serious talent outside for Tom Brady, who they want to play three or four more years. With Demarius Thomas coming back off of an injury, hopefully he'll be fully healthy. Then you go get Joan Williams from Vanderbilt, a big physical corner, a guy that's going to play hard at all times for the New England Patriots. And then, go ahead, Joey. I gotta go look. They got they got the Chase the Winovich, who How, is the consummate Patriot. He is a Patriot, but it's a little concerning being undersized. I don't is it, is it when you're a Patriot? Is it for, when you're a Patriot? That means you're usually be good. their defensive guys though are pretty big. Like they're they're not. It's not like the New England receiver trope, you know. Um, but I, I also I think Chase Winovich, he has been completely slept on because, like he said, he wants to be looked at as more than the try-hard white guy. <laughs> at the NFL Draft Combine, he showed out numbers-wise. He ran a 4-5 in the 40-yard dash. He had a vertical over 35. He's not just trying hard. That that kid has serious talent. Yeah, and, and that's why it was a great pick for them in the third. That's round. that's where his like he has great athleticism. People are just concerned about how that will translate onto the field because he's going to be facing off against these bigger guys. And uh, like I said, he's a little bit undersized. It'll be interesting to see if his technique and skill can outmatch some of the physicality and power that the NFL brings. But it, it that seems like a Patriot pick. Fourth, third round, they also get Damian Harris from Alabama. Now you have Sonny Michelle and Damian Harris to give carries to take pressure off of Tom Brady. Then you get Jared Stidham in the fourth. What? That's not a bad pick in the fourth round. You, he has the talent. He didn't necessarily completely fit in Auburn's system his, the years he was there. He has great technique. He's a really good passer. He misses easy passes sometimes, which is kind of scary, but when you see the whole – package he has having him sitting behind Tom Brady for a few years and seeing what what can what you can get out of him it's not a bad pick at all so every every decision they made I feel like it's it's gonna help them immediately and into the future I mean typically as far as running backs go for Patriots they they could have gotten somebody from the local Kmart or something and (laughs) put him out on the field as long as he can catch but getting somebody of this caliber and this much talent 
that Sony Michelle is the best running back talent they've drafted in years. I can't remember the last time they drafted a talent like that. Then you come back the next year and you get Damian Harris, who's a trustworthy physical running back who will get you those tough yards and doesn't fumble much. So, yeah, the, they're building on just more championship appearances, basically. Joey, who won the draft for you? Uh, I have a couple. I mean, the Redskins, obviously, like we said, I think them getting Dwayne Haskins at 15 and then, I mean, this is a risk of taking Montez. They took Montez Sweat at 26. Uh, it's a big risk, but because he fell because of his heart condition, if he turns out to be healthy, that could be a huge win for them. Um, unfortunately, the the Jaguars had, I felt like they had a really good draft. The fact, the fact that Josh Allen. They got Josh Allen yeah. at seven. I was just smiling ear to ear at the possibility that he could have fell to the Lions. I was pretty sure it wasn't going to happen. They wouldn't have even picked him if he fell. Uh, there is a question there. We don't really know. But if the Jaguars would have taken somebody else, they probably would have taken TJ Hawkinson, so then the Lions would take Josh Allen. That would have been my preference. But anyway, uh, the Jaguars also got Jawan Taylor, who was originally a first-round talent. He fell to the second round, so they have an offensive lineman there. And our mock, I had him going to the Jaguars, but <laughs> yeah, went later. <laughs> right. So I felt like them getting that was great. I think the Broncos did really good. Uh, they got Noah Font, who is the tight end that also played with TJ Hawkinson, who some think could be better than TJ Hawkinson. And then they also drafted Dalton Risner, who's a I don't know what side of the ball he's on. I think he's a guard. He's a I thought he was a tackle. I think he's a tackle, but I don't know what side. Um and then they traded up slightly to get Drew Lock. Did they trade up to get Drew Lock in that? Who are the Broncos? Round? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, so they moved up to the forty-second pick to take Drew Locke, who I I really like that pick. Fell out yeah. of the first round. A lot of people thought he could have made it to the first round. So I think overall they they improved their offense, which was a big need for them, and they're looking pretty good. And then I I gave the Browns like a honorable mention for just taking Greedy Williams when they did. My honorable mention is the Raiders. Oh my god. They were Break my, that one down. How they're in my bottom half. Why would the why do you think the Raiders had a good draft? Because Because there's a lot of they, analysts out there saying that they really didn't care for it. That's because like everybody's saying, Gruden is Gruden doesn't draft like other people. He goes for his guys that play the type of football he likes and matches his system. So why don't we Clellan, say that about Clellan, Bob Quinn? Ooh. Oof. I'm just because saying. Bob Quinn I'm, just, has, I'm just putting Bob, it out there. Bob Quinn has no real successful track record. And but what has what, John Gruden what? done? Oof. John Gruden won a Super Bowl. He traded Khalil Mack. He away. did trade Khalil for Mack. a bag of potato <laughs> chips. He did trade Khalil. I Mack. think that's a kind of a bad argument. But we all know Cleland Farrell wasn't a top ten talent in the NFL draft. He was for a little while. Exactly. But Early on, Cleland Farrell was the leader, the unquestioned leader of that Clemson defense. All those top talented players that are ranked ahead of him, he's the guy that led them to championships and championship appearances. John Gruden wants him to be the guy that sets the tone on that defensive line. And Cleland Farrell is going to give him everything in his career with the Raiders. So even though he's he's not a great enough talent to be at that pick, he's exactly what, got, what John Gruden wants, and he's a trustworthy guy to be there. Marshawn Lynch retires, you get Josh Jacobs, the best running back, prospect in the draft and then you get probably the best safety prospect in the draft and Jonathan Abram from Mississippi State so in that first round I don't see why people are making fun of them so much they got exactly what they wanted and I feel like those guys will be successful for them yeah I mean I kind of agree but I dropped them down kind of like in my lower half only because um it goes back to like how the draft was stacked at the top that to sort of take a risk on Colin Farrell, like I was a pretty big fan of his going into it. And then I started seeing that he was starting to drop. Um, so I just felt like maybe they took maybe just a little bit of a risk and there could have been just better guys or more surefire guys. And then I felt like, I mean, I guess they have to get Josh Jacobs, like you said, with uh, Lynch retiring which is kind of unfortunate that they seem to get pigeonholed into that. But I don't know. I just 
I wasn't like super impressed. And I get, like you said, I, I get why they picked who they did. But they also, I think they have Isaiah Crowell on their team, which, I mean, he's not a stud running back, but he's, he's proven himself. Backup. He's been proven to play solid time. Um, also like Hunter Renfro in the fourth. He's a he's one of the best route runners in this draft, and he's he's gonna make some really tough catches for them. Also, honorable mention Cardinals. They put they put weapons around Kyler Murray. Okay, outside of who did well in this draft, who had the worst draft in your opinion? Giants. I was about to say this, this consists. It's like, it has to be Giants. the It has to be the Giants. Yeah. There, I don't see the positive. Regardless out of, of how out of this draft with the Giants, I don't see the. Regardless the of how Daniel Jones turns out, just again, I understand Joey's logic where you have certain guys on your board. If he's there, you gotta take him. But as a in a fan's perspective, they're gonna see they pick this dude extremely high. If he does not live up to all of these things that they're setting up for him, it's gonna look real bad. Especially if Dwayne Haskins becomes a success in Washington. Saquon Barkley is their offense. Yeah, he 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 is their offense. I mean, what what do you, what are fans supposed to expect from that offense besides Saquon Barkley getting run into the ground? And they didn't draft. They didn't draft any big time receiver, or a guy that could really go out there and make more plays for them. They have solid options at receiver. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't see it. Who was the best value pick in the draft? The best value pick. Oh, I was prepared for this one. I'm saying. I'm saying Dwayne Haskins at 15. I really think he's going to be a stud. I think Ed Oliver at nine could be. You think? For the Bills. I think Ed Oliver could have been a top six or five pick. He's, I, I he's almost even want to say Josh Allen at seven. But Quentin that might Williams? Be. What? Quentin Williams? No, he was, nah. he was top he, three he was, for sure. He was, he was going top three. He was top three for sure. Uh, biggest reach in the draft outside of Daniel Jones. Of Daniel Jones. <laughs> um, it might be the, the It's got to be Jelani Tavai, honestly. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, a big, that's a major reach. That I. That might be a bigger reach than Daniel Jones. Nah. <laughs> nah. I don't think so. You don't think so? Daniel, just, just Daniel Jones with the, the sixth pick in the draft. <laughs> that's that's a yeah. Questionable well, questionable pick that I had was the Steelers trading up for Devin Bush. Uh yeah. That's a fantastic are you serious? Oh just, my god, Malik. <laughs> I'm just He is a Steeler linebacker. No, he is. I I, I do agree in with it, you. Through and through. I just don't know how he's going to translate. I don't know. This some of the Michigan guys just I, I'm not sure about because they were they had like so many ups and so many downs that I that's I don't really talent, know where to go with the them. talent produced. Especially Devin Bush has everything you want out of a linebacker. He's just shorter than people like. <laughs> he's 240 pounds. He runs a four four in the come on man. He hits like a tr- come on. I love everybody talking about how gritty he is with the Steelers, and then they post the video of him scuffing up the turf at the at his suit was East disgusting. Lansing. His suit was terrible, and his haircut is terrible too. But he's a hell of a football player. I didn't see it. <laughs> he so. is a gr- oh, it was you. You gotta Bad. look it up. Ter- it's worst of the draft, maybe worse in the past ten years. Yikes! It's, oh yeah, my god, it's ugly. Uh let's go back to the Lions. We talked about who they selected with their nine picks. I'm only a fan of three of their nine picks. Who is your favorite pick? My favorite pick for the Lions. Honestly, mine's Will Harris in the third round. Oh, I know I, Joey's not a fan of him, the but one thing because, because of the fact of we safeties might be one of the best parts of the defense. And we might not really need him right now. I do want to touch on, you guys mentioned Isaac Nwada just being kind of an oddball pick. To me, that just tells me that they don't believe in Michael Roberts. That, that's, yeah. just, that's just my guess. I see that. Because you want to have three tight ends on your team, especially if they're going to be moving into this double tight end set uh, type of offense with Jesse James and Hawkinson. It, it's a little bit weird, but I, I think that's what it's kind of signaling is that they're going to decide between one of those guys for their backup. Yeah, I'm I agree. Going, that's I'm going with call. the corner from Penn State. Amani. Amani, I I really I like his. Size. I like how you said corner from Penn State instead of saying his full name. That's that's, I, that's a veteran move. Yeah, Aruwarie. I like his. I, like his height. I don't know. If that's I like his is. coverability. I like how physical he is. I, I think he could be a playmaker for the Lions. I like uh, Austin Bryant and T.J. Hawkinson. 
I don't like like I said before, I don't necessarily agree with the Hawkinson pick, but he is kind of the most exciting, I guess, guy that we got. He's that talented. Because nobody else is really that exciting. And then is the consensus Jelani Tavai is the worst selection out of the group? Yeah, it is the biggest question, obviously. Um, All right. But if they if they they had to have just felt like because I, I kind of looked on the draft board. If they felt like they needed to go linebacker, there was hardly any other linebacker. You know what's out funny? There. It's crazy. To, it's like I'm looking in a mirror of my Pistons fanhood when I look at Joey breaking down the lines. It's crazy to me. I'm, I'm only what, just trying to justify it. You know what else is funny? Huh? Patriots assistants that leave and become head coaches don't really ever work. And for some reason, it seems like those guys never learn how to draft like Bill Belichick either. Bill Belichick drafts what makes sense every year. Yeah. But Final grade. Matt Patricia isn't Sorry. drafting what makes sense. Yeah. Out of a few positions he is, but besides that. I'll start off. Final grades. I originally, okay. <laughs> I originally had him. D minus. At, at a C minus. But I thought that was too nice. I have him at a D plus. <laughs> Malik? I'm, you give him a B, I'm walking Chris is not giving him a B. I'm going with a C. And your Lions fanboy goes with the C plus. You see, not even Joey could give him a B minus. In this I, I, yeah, I respect that. I respect now that. I, I thought about a C plus, but I don't. I don't think that plus is really deserved because there there's no prospect that we're like that guy could really do something right yeah. now. Yeah, it's just a bunch of guys that are like, oh, they could be good. Maybe. And he, and at that point, once Josh Allen was taken, the only other guy that I would have wanted maybe is Ed Oliver. For the line, yeah, that's I wanted at all at Oliver, but so yeah. It now if Josh Allen would have fell to the lines and they didn't take him, they still wouldn't have took him. Then, <laughs> then we'd they be taking him. Then we'd be looking at a D minus probably. Well, that's it for NFL draft talk. That Lions finish off their off season with a terrible draft. Look, they had really good free agency. He's so lucky. That's. The free agency is the saving grace of all of this. Yeah. He's yeah. he's so lucky he had a really good free agency. That's why I wanted them to capitalize. I felt like they kind of did. That never happens for the last. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It's one of you the other. They, you felt like they kind of did capitalize? Like, sort of. They didn't fail this draft, but they didn't do <laughs> it, great. Yeah, it was. It was Just because you got a 67% instead of a 59 doesn't mean it's a good draft. It's still better. By percentages, possible, uh, outcomes. I gotta, I gotta agree with Chris the, on this one. one I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta agree with Chris on this. You one. know, uh, you know, it's bad if Malik's agreeing with me. <laughs> on uh, friends of the program, uh, between Terraminas, they were talking about how maybe the Lions take a quarterback. I would have liked them to take Tyree Jackson. That would have been cool. I, I it wouldn't have worked out. I, it, Why not? There's, there's like, no way it would have worked. How many out. of these guys do you think are going to work out in the late I think sixth it, and seventh round? I think rounds? if they took Will Greer or Jarrett Stidham, I think there would have been more of an opportunity. But Tyree Jackson, he's such a raw, I'm going off of arm talent quarterback that you have to build up to. I'm, I'm glad that the Bills ended up getting him because if I got to see Nathan Peterman touch a football <laughs> behind the center. Of the Buffalo Bills again. The National Football League's next hot coaching talent. I'm telling you. <laughs> he is lighting it up on the practice field and in the classroom. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm guaranteeing in practice he's damn near perfect against their defense. I saw. But when you get to that other defense on that other team. Ah. I saw. Was, when, I, when I see the breaking news that Nathan Peterman becomes an NFL head coach. I'm just gonna just start dying I mean, laughing. Uh, it's 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 bound to happen. So there there was a meme that I saw. I don't know if I saw it on Facebook or what, but it was talking about how the draft. Oh, I posted it on my Facebook. It was talking about how, uh, you know, the NFL draft is boring because it's 32 picks and it takes forever to go through the whole draft. Okay, so here it is. Honestly, the draft takes way too long. If I wanted to see 32 picks in three hours, I'd watch Nathan Peterman play. <laughs> That's that good. spoke to me on so many levels. That's actually good. I appreciate the draft. Honestly, the draft used to be longer. So Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. The dra- and it used to be pettier because there were times where people could take as long as they wanted to make picks. I'm so su- it used to be worse. I'm a sucker for any drafts. Exactly. I like the NFL draft. Oh, yeah, the of excitement. Course, yeah. the, and the NBA draft is number one. In my, it's 
the biggest day as a Pistons fan. I mean, they don't do anything. Not, anymore. <laughs> Not this year. The 15th pick is solid. The next Giannis. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Maybe not in this draft, Chris. <laughs> you never know. After the first okay, four picks, wait, wait. it gets okay. dicey. You can say that for anything. In the 2013 draft, when Giannis was drafted at 15, it's good that we that's have a one pick. of the worst drafts in NBA history. It's good that we have a 15th pick. But this is one of the better top-end drafts in a while. It's, it's, it's just ironic. The, the year we get back to the first round... <laughs> It's the first five picks. Yeah, everybody else. Eh, we never it? really know until, until until they play. Until. But it's a it's a Pistons draft. It's a Detroit draft. You're so. right. Just like just like the the Lions failing every year. Same thing. We'll get to that in a month or two. Well, let's break down the round one of the NBA playoffs. They're officially in the books. Spurs Nuggets went seven. That was the last one that wasn't final by the time we recorded last week's show. Nuggets won Game Seven and close, won ninety to eighty six over the Spurs. There's the big—I uh, don't know if you guys caught the end of that game. Should they have fouled? Well, yeah, they should have. Way to end a Game Seven. It was in a the great, worst it was possible a, way. It was a good game. It was close, and then they just forgot to foul. How in that situation does that happen? And then, well, Popovich's explanation was that he was trying to tell uh, Lamarcus to foul, but he couldn't hear him because it was loud. LaMarcus Aldridge is a veteran in this league. <laughs> How in the world do you not know time, score, possession? Coaches always ingrain that into your head, time, score, possession. How do you not know? Can I do the Pistons recap when we get there? Pistons recap? Yeah, that, the, the recap of that series. When we get there, can I, can I do that? We the... already did that last week. Forgot. You can do it. You can I do mean, it if you want. I completely forgot we recapped Something that else, series. Yeah, it was very quick. We said we know what happened here. Let's move yeah. on. Great. Never mind. All right. You want to do the Pistons recap for the people? Blake tried Giannis one. Okay. Let's move on. Good assessment. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Can't can't complain about it. But so yeah, round one, it was chalk. One through four advanced in each in each side of the bracket. I will say I was surprised OKC did not come out on top. I had a lot more faith in them. I guess I didn't account the Paul George injury to be as significant as it really was. But he was he was still playing good. So I honestly I can't go into the, if he was. And good. I had way too much confidence in Russell Westbrook. And Russell Westbrook did exactly what we thought he would do in that final game. He would chuck up a lot of shots. Yeah, I, and I said at least thirty shots terribly. I wonder if he actually hit thirty. He got pretty close. He he. I think it, it was like it was thirty two. Like, yeah, I think it was thirty two, thirty three. Yeah. And they're bringing back Billy Donovan. So, what do you think is going to yeah, happen next year? <laughs> and they have one of the worst payrolls. I heard uh, there was a report. I can't remember from which writer. But uh, they were saying they talked to executives around the league. And they said Russell Westbrook has the second worst contract in the NBA behind John Wall. And that says, I mean, Blake Griffin's got a terrible contract. But they still said Russell's got number yeah. two. Billy Donovan's shit at two. Colin Coward has come out and said that he, agree- he thinks that Russell Westbrook has the second worst contract in the NBA yeah. behind John Wall. Yeah. Um. So far in the conference semis out west, the Warriors are up one zero. I gotta get your opinion on this. ESPN ran an inch, very interesting story yesterday about last year's officiating in the Western Conference Finals between the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors. Went seven games. Rockets blew a three two lead. The Rockets sent a report to the league about the officiating last summer, and they went over it. They said there was eighty one missed calls. Potential missed calls in Game 7. Do the Rockets have a legit gripe against the officials? I guess. I don't understand what the whole point of even releasing that was. That's what I Why? said. What is the point? <laughs> Th- that was a year ago. Why should it even matter? I understand that there was a lot of controversy in this game. There, game 1, there was a lot of whining, a lot of complaining. That's not the basketball I like watching. And... It's actually really annoying. So, I think the Rockets, they they have a little bit of a gripe, but they need to just play. They're being way too dramatic right now. I agree, the, the Warriors do start to get away with a little a couple things. But at the same time, it's like the Rockets go to the free throw line almost more than anybody because they have James Harden on their team. He, he is far and above so many other guys at, the free throw line of how many attempts he has, and he's a 90% free throw shooter. But he needs a fair shot. So, 
but he's but he needs a fair shot. Man, that's why I'm putting him in the Russell Westbrook category for me, where he's just at least he produces. He's just too much. Yeah, he's he's a better producer. I his game is a little better, but the way that he gets into his own head is troublesome to watch, and that's why he hasn't made it anywhere in the playoffs. This is the first time I will ever, and probably last time I'll ever agree with Draymond Green on something. I, I'm not going for anything James has to say at all. At a, you, you, you shoot more free throws than anybody ever. Honestly, I mean, you, he, he shoots jumpers. You, they showed the video. He shoots jumpers and gets ready to fall before somebody touches him. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. That's Honestly. why they shot 30% from the three-point line in game one. I mean, the fact that he's taken advantage of it over the years means he's smart. But st- you you can't say, I just want a fair shot. After knowing you get it all the time, you're one of the few players in the NBA that gets these calls consistently. And not because it's the playoffs now and you're playing the Warriors. No, no, not going for it. Team Draymond for once ever. That's it. <laughs> That's the funniest thing about all this is that a lot of people have said that. I've heard a lot of people say, you know, I don't like Draymond. I don't like to agree with him, but he's got a point here. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, though, what was your biggest surprise of the first round of the NBA playoffs? Celtics. Oh, first round. First round. <laughs> uh, I Honestly, I could argue the Celtics are a surprise in the first round, too. I did not see them sweeping Indiana. I would yeah. not have seen that whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I would say the Blazers too. Yeah, finally getting, how they dominated. Finally getting over the hump. A great bounce back series from what happened last year. I'm loving the fact that the Nuggets are playing so good and they're locked in and they're in the second round. And this I is another reason why I'm, this is another reason why I'm happy LeBron LeBron isn't in these playoffs because I feel like the Nuggets would not get the attention they deserve if it was LeBron and the Lakers either losing or challenging for a game seven. It would be oh look at the Nuggets they're they're doing all right. But Nikola Jokic, they're letting him be aggressive, and he's going to another level. Jamal Murray is raising his game. Gary Harris is exactly. everybody's, solid. Everybody's raising their level of play, and it's on full display every other night. And I, I love seeing it. I love it. Other than because everybody's best moment in the first round was Damian Lillard's sidestep three to win the series. Can we agree on that? Outside of that, what was your favorite moment? For me... It's Giannis's double clutch against that Detroit. Was, that was one of my watching first that live. It's Michael Jordan esque. Watching that live, I thought of Michael Jordan when I was sitting there and watching that game, and I see him switch hands and complete it. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. It's one of those moments that you won't forget. That you oh, I was there when Giannis did that. Clippers thirty-one point comeback. There you go. Against the Warriors, they won two games. I told you the ceiling for that team was that they push it to a game six. They set out all they could accomplish this year. I'm going to go Kawhi becoming the Terminator. <laughs> he's He is a locked-in machine right now, and it's he, he's unbelievable. The, your, the efficiency with which he's playing is Not yesterday. Crazy. They had a bad Shots game. Shots fired. Yeah. <laughs> 45-11 first Pascal game. Pascal Siakam. Why is he so good? He's the MVP <laughs> of that team. He's been playing basketball for like six years. Why is he so good already? I mean, if Kawhi's smart, he'd stay in Toronto. When does, I don't think he will, but if he's smart, he'd stay there. contract end? Like, what a, is his contract with the Raptors? He's got another out? year on a rookie scale level. Because whoa. he's getting a max contract. If he has another year like this guy. next he, year. He has, yeah, he has another year. Whew. There are players that have been playing their whole lives and can't reach this level of talent. Did like, you see how he just broke down Joel Embiid? Listen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just back-to-back crosses that... So much touch, so many moves at his side. Like, it's it's nuts. It's crazy. He's fun to watch. Oh, very fun to watch. He's like a mini Giannis. I like to see. I like the length. But uh, who's the MVP of the first round? Dame. The entire I, I, first round, he's your MVP. I got I to give it to Dame. Especially the, the business-like approach and how he finished the series. No talking, no nothing, no reacting to hitting shots. Hit my shot, hit my shot, hit my shot next game. I'd say Giannis. Four straight games and then fifty to end it. That's, I mean, don't get me wrong. That's that's, that's how you that's that's how you end a end a playoff. I'd series. say Giannis. It was just he sucked the life. Besides that, forty one. I wasn't extremely impressed with him throughout really? the whole series. He, he took over. He didn't. He didn't have he, to play more than twenty five minutes he, most games. That's because his team was knocking down. Eric Bledsoe was playing out of his Come mind. On, you got to give Giannis his credit. Team, he's, he's setting his guy up. Giannis is doing though. Giannis things. Yeah. 
but, but the Bucks could have won without him. Off the dribble, mm, they, they could have beat the Pistons with without him. I don't Eric, know. Eric Bledsoe, listen. Playoffs, baby. <laughs> Eric Bledsoe was taking every guard the Pistons had off the dribble. He was embarrassing them. They were hitting. Yeah, everybody he's, guarded, was hitting. he's being guarded by Reggie Jackson, the worst whoever guard was, defender whoever in the NBA. Whoever was guarding but him, that he was killing point. And they were all hitting shots. Giannis was Giannis, but everybody was playing. What happened to Eric Bledsoe not being a shooter, too? He shot the lights out that last series. Hey, he's back to Boston now, and he's. it looks like he might be back to that Eric Bledsoe. We'll see. But, yeah, let's break down. So, Warriors won game one against the Rockets. I think that's going to be a really good series. That one probably go, f- I hope, six. Hmm? I think I was about to say Kevin Durant could have been MVP at first round. Yeah, I forgot about KD. He's, he's the best player in the playoffs. He's the best player in the NBA. Yeah, I forgot about KD. He's the best player in the NBA. Hot take. I'm not backing down. I don't think it's a hot take. Just look at his stats. Just through this playoffs are incredible. There's an argument, but uh, okay. you, you know until LeBron retires, nobody will back well, down. Numbers and LeBron James is the best player in the league. I will join that when KD leaves this summer and joins whatever franchise he joins. If he only joins with one star, then I can compare him with other players. Like, to me, it's so easy to be as good as he is when he's playing with the best shooter in NBA history, a top five point guard maybe in NBA history. Plus, you got one of the be- another one of the best shooters in NBA history in Klay Thompson, one of the best defensive players in the NBA, Draymond Green. Like, he has so many tools around him. But, that makes him great. but you compare that to LeBron with Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, Ray this, Allen. That Warriors team would demolish that Heat team. I'm just saying people were saying he, that. We've seen Kevin Durant go head-to-head against LeBron, who is arguably the best player in the NBA. KD. And KD dominates. KD drills it in his face. I know there's an age gap. There's an age difference there. Um, we've seen KD go up against Kawhi, and Kawhi can't even guard KD. He's unguardable. Uh, I just, I think, I, I understand, and I can I see. I will give it next year. Your opinion on it, because I, I understand have to see how that. He That's respectable. I understand that point. I want him to go to Brooklyn. I just want him out. That would be the Warriors. Man. That'd be insane. <laughs> if he went to New York and didn't go to the Knicks. <laughs> Brooklyn's a better Boy, team. Boy, that Talk would be about the, funny- the greatest just slap to oh, the face man. of the Knicks franchise. That'd be the funniest. I, would, I want that. I want that so bad. Anyways, so the Warriors won game one. Close game. Again, another officiating drama. They, what was it? Harden that shot the last three and said yeah. he got fouled. Then they didn't call it. Harden just needs to focus on trying to make the basket instead of looking for contact. Exactly. That's his biggest problem. Just try to make the shot. He's not even trying. He's how just m- looking to get a foul. How many games do you think the Warriors Rockets go? Honestly, I think I'm going to go five. Yeah. I think, I think I, that's the I honest think, way. I think KD and Steph are about to just shut them down. Like, just mentally, I think they, they're going to lock down on defense and – just shoot them out the gym for like two straight games, and the Rockets might win. The Rockets might win one at home, but I think, I think the this is the last, I think this is the Warriors' last year to win a championship. You know, this I I, I want to agree with you, but I might I'm gonna put my hope out there. I'll say Warriors in six. We get an extra game out of it. I think we'll all be close. I think we'll all have we'll have close games in that series. I don't know. Stephen Clay had not very good games in game one. Uh, the Warriors had a lot of turnovers. I think that's going to change. I think they're going to get that figured out. And like I said, I don't think anybody can stop Kevin Durant right now. But I do think that there will be like one, maybe two games that the Rockets can sneak it out. I don't know necessarily how, if James Harden's going to have to score 50 or what necessarily, but the way their offense runs, like if they're clicking one night, they should be able to. And then the 2-3 matchup currently, Denver won. I think they won game one last night. Yep. Yeah. Jokic uh, had 37. And, mm, yeah, Jokic is a monster. I mean, he shows why he was a dark horse candidate for MVP this year. No one wants to talk about it, but that dude, the best center in the NBA, in my opinion. He he, I, he does not get the respect he deserves and might never, in my opinion. I agree with you. He is doing all this without the athleticism that people look for in top talent. That's that, I think that's one of the biggest – he's not – Fun to watch for NBA fans. Oh, he's. he's what do you thought? I disagree with that part. He is I mean, so fun I mean to watch. For, I mean, for general NBA fans, yeah, no, the dunking. Most 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 general NBA fans aren't looking out to see Nikola Jokic going slow, getting throwing great passes. But like people, do, people don't go out their way to, to watch Nikola Jokic. 
Yeah. That's the thing. And people need to because now, like, I, they're letting him go to another gear and be aggressive in these playoffs. He's now, along with having more of a scoring mentality, he's still passing great. He's still rebounding. And it's, it's just all working. It's all working together. I think that's the he's biggest. A, he's a great basketball That's player. the biggest thing of how they were able to close out against the Spurs is that they started to use their offense through Jokic. Beginning of that, they weren't really doing it. He wasn't scoring a whole lot of points. I mean, obviously, he was still getting his rebounds, getting his passing. But last night, he scores 37 points. He's dominant. And there was a stat that the Nuggets shot 43% from three when he passed it out to his wings and stuff. Like, that's incredible. That just shows you, like, how many people are collapsing to get on this guy. And that frees up all their shooters, and they're knocking down shots. They're doing what they're supposed to. And that's really hard to guard, being able to just go inside out as easily as they do, having so many different weapons around the three-point line. They're going to be a tough out. I hope this. I hope the Blazers figure it out and that this series gets really good because it could be a fun one. Um, Who are you picking, though? I think I'm going to go with the Nuggets because I think they're starting to figure it out. How many games? I'm going Nuggets would, and six. I would want seven. I'd say Nuggets and seven. But I, I think it's going to be six. I picked the Spurs in the first round, but I think getting past the Spurs is really going to going to help them having that experience in a game seven. I think people need to stay up and watch the Nuggets because I think besides the Warriors, no team moves the ball like them. Yeah. I was watching that first half last night. The the way they move around and weave in and out and know where they're going to be, like it's their chemistry is at a high level right now. And they're getting a lot out of Paul Millsap right now too which is even scarier that he's playing at a high level. Yeah. They're playing really good. Out East, Bucks, Celtics. Celtics shocked Milwaukee. Win game one by a lot, by 20-plus. Al Horford blocked Giannis back-to-back times at the rim. Are these Celtics coming together at the best time possible? Are they going to knock off what was the best team in the NBA during the regular season? This this is the reason why everybody's seeming to just out of nowhere jump on the Celtics bandwagon right before this series because everybody knew at some point there was a chance they could just click, just push the button, and it could turn to where these are the Celtics we expected. For the past month, I've, I've said I will never count out the Celtics because they have Brad Stevens, they have the talent. All it takes is that one game. For them to look to, for them to take full potential of what they have, and hey Amen. Brad Stevens outcoached Mike Bolton, who Mike Bootenholzer completely in that first game. Game no one, slight man. against him. It's game That's one. What, <laughs> I'm not saying anything bad about him, but don't talk about the there, coach of the year like there, that. There is a reason why people look at Brad Stevens as the guy for the next. 10, there was a lot of questions, of of, but there was a lot of questions about him this year. There Does were. he have control of that locker room? Are players getting old of his but schemes? People also knew that there was a chance it could turn around at some point. You have Kyrie Irving; you know he's going to do what he does. His he just had to keep building on his leadership qualities. All right, I want to ask you guys, Jason something. Tate. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No problem. Like but this just popped in my head. I don't want to forget it. With so, there's been a lot of talk this year about Kyrie maybe leaving now. If they knock off the Bucks and reach the conference finals. Are you back on board with Kyrie staying in a Boston uniform? No. I think they need to make the NBA finals. Exactly. And otherwise, he's out. They need to make the finals and really push for a championship for him to stay. I think if they just make the conference finals and lose, I think he's gone. You think him and KD are in New York? Possibly. I think that's the likely route. Who you guys got in the series, though? Who, who is bold enough to pick Boston after oh, game Listen, one? Listen, this, this game, too. If the Bucks lose this game, it's over. The Celtics might could be a sweep. The Celtics might could be a sweep. They might win in five, or it could. Joey, be a sweep. I know that hurts you, Chris. That hurts Don't you. Talk about my boy. The like Bucks. That. The Bucks being down two going into Boston is the worst possible situation for them. Especially Eric Bledsoe looks like he's he's in his head right now. He's seeing flashbacks of last year. Kyrie Irving, what he man? I'm excited for tonight. Giannis looked lost. Giannis didn't really know what to do. Like, I, Al Horford is we did. a defensive matchup. He's a fantastic defender, and he knows how Giannis plays. Yeah, Al Horford's maybe the best center defender for Giannis. So you're picking the Celtics? Yeah, and I do want to credit Malik that he has been saying the Celtics this whole time. Couldn't count. And Chris, I 
want to say there's a soundbite out there that said there's no way, but <laughs> I okay, might. It's I game might, one. I know. I may or may not look for it, but can you? No, I want you to look for it. If I'm wrong, I'm still picking the Bucks. But we'll, if I'm wrong, we'll wait till the series plays out. Um, so Celtics and how many? I think it's going to be Celtics in six. I think the Bucks will figure a bounce back. Um, Giannis will have a game, and I mean, for the Celtics, like Gordon Hayward needs to keep playing well. He's kind of been a, a important piece for them down the stretch. Jalen Brown had a really good game. Obviously, Al Horford had a really good game. Somebody that didn't have a very good game was Jason Tatum. And they st- and, the, and the crazy thing is they still played that great. Overrated. The one bad game. <laughs> he is one bad game. He's overrated. No, he's right. He is overrated. Blake. One rated, bad game. He's being rated over Blake Griffin. You cannot tell me he's better that's than Blake r- Griffin. That's, that's, that is ridiculous. Asinine. Right now, he's not that great of a player, but I he he will be. People are. Okay, I can agree. He's overrated right now. I'm just going back to that yeah. early season but over under. Them getting this out of Gordon Hayward is really the thing that's eye-opening. Yeah, Gordon is getting back to himself. He's well, figured out where he fits into this offense. And Kyrie Irving has gotten back to a killer mentality. Malik, who are you picking? Celtics and five. Oh, boy. I'm going out there. I think, I think the Bucks will win the next game, and then the Celtics will win the rest. Bucks and six. Philly, Toronto. This is another. Honestly, the kind. Okay, don't get me wrong. Round one was trash in the first, in the playoffs. You had two good series: Portland, OKC, Denver, San Antonio. In my opinion, Clippers, Warriors. Did that that, that was yeah, a, I agree. Okay, a, okay, yeah. you're right. Clippers, Warriors, but nothing out east was en- entertaining whatsoever. These four, four matchups. Out. These four matchups in the conference semis are fantastic. Yeah. They could all go seven games and be extremely entertaining. Philly Toronto's a really good one. They're split one one heading back to Philly. This one's a toss up for me. I could lean either way. I could be swayed either way to pick Toronto to win the series or pick Philly to win the series. And also, it's it's interesting because there's there are so many little things that can just break apart one of the teams. If Joel Embiid has one little injury, honestly, to his knee or ankle, Philly could be done. Toronto, Kyle Lowry, he could disappear for two or three games. Did you see the movie try to do to end the game last night to tie it? I don't he tried think, to go between I don't his think legs. he tried to. I think I don't know. I don't know. I was looking at that replay. Why he would, looked why like he tried try to. to do that? <laughs> in the Kyle playoffs. Lowry in the playoffs. Kyle Lowry doesn't do stupid stuff. Kyle, he just misses shots. Kyle Lowry doesn't. He misses shots. Playoff Kyle Lowry is different than regular season Kyle Lowry. He had 22. Was that game one when he had 22 or last night? I think last night he had 22 points. They still lost. So he they did they did lose. Well, that's because everybody except Kyle for him Lowry. were hitting shots. <laughs> that's because Kawhi Leonard was very inefficient. Yeah, yeah. He had his first bad game of the playoffs, which I I expect him to turn that around immediately. But dude, this game could go seven. It's so yeah, it could be so back and forth. Pascal Siakam still cooking though. Joe, what do you think of this? Series, I hate though? his nickname, Spicy P. I hate that. Oh, name. that's a great nickname. I can't stand it. We got it. to me. It's so generic. Why spicy? Why the best so ones are generic. Mr. Big Shot. I mean, we got Spicy P, Swaggy P. That's not why is he spicy? Mr. Big Shot, he hits big shots. It makes okay, sense. but that's not. You said it's generic. It is generic. Mr. Big Shot is generic, but it's one but of the best it, ones. But it makes but sense. There is, there's a reason behind it. Yeah. Why, Anyways, why is Pascal spicy? But Joey, <laughs> spicy Pascal. Sauce Castillo is the only random nickname that works. <laughs> because uh, of the backstory. What do you see in this one, Joe? I thought it was going to be a Raptors blowout, but now that the Sixers came back last night and they got their win out of the way, I hope this goes seven. Um, I think these matchups are pretty interesting. I think the Phillies, obvious Sixers, Philadelphia, have <laughs> a lot of potential because of who they, who their starting five is. Like We haven't seen Tobias Harris have that great of a game. J.J. Reddick's the biggest X factor for this team, as we saw last night. Kind of led them to the win. Jimmy Butler played out of his mind. Jimmy Butler, uh, he kind of needs to be that takeover guy, I think, for this team. And on the other end, I mean, obviously, like we said, Kyle Lowry's kind of the big X factor. Kawhi Leonard and Pascal Siakam have been super consistent, I feel like, for the most part. Besides last night, Leonard struggled. Besides last night, they've been hitting shots. Right. And I think Marcus Gasol has been a pretty good factor until last night as well. Uh, so both teams have a lot of weapons, kind of exciting to watch. I just I hope it goes seven. I hope it's a good series. Who are you picking? I got Raptors in seven. I agree. 
I think I think Kawhi finishes this series off. Yeah, I, I think I go Raptors too. I think it's gonna be six. I I have a, I don't want it to happen, but I I just have a feeling Joel Embiid is gonna miss a game in the series. Yeah, uh, I don't think you I just really feel think like, so. Yeah, I just feel like the Sixers aren't gonna figure it out in time. He's he's been so close to there have been game. It seems like there have been games where he shouldn't even have played. Like game one of this series, he wasn't very effective, and it seems like he shouldn't even have been playing that much. He's so close to just having just rolling his ankle. And that could affect, like, the whole series. So Both both Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons need to stop pump faking from the three-point line. <laughs> You're not fooling anybody. Joel can pump fake a little bit more. Ben cannot do it whatsoever. Um, but, yeah, we'll break down the playoffs as we progress throughout. Hopefully, we have some good storylines for next week. Before we get off the show, Chauncey Billups. He was in the news getting a final interview with the Minnesota Timberwolves for president of basketball operations. Good move. It's sad. Yeah. It should have been the Pistons. It, man. Yeah. It, it, it kills me. It kills me. I think this is one of the only other places Chauncey would have pursued too. Chauncey being the president of the Pistons would have been the, the first step into maybe the actual rebuild. But. Good for the what Timberwolves. Can, I mean, what can you do? Chauncey willing to call out Andre Drummond on national television. That's funny. That's a, you have I think, to. I think yeah. that's that shows you what kind of guy he is and what you're going to get. And He'll I think let you know. That's important. He's not going to cover it up. He's not going to be like Tom Gore and say, oh, good job, Andre. That's all you could have done. No, Chauncey will let you know. Yeah. Yeah, it should have been Detroit. Do you, do you think it'll happen, though? Do you think it's almost official that Chauncey's going to get that job? It's hard to say because, I mean... Obviously, he was in talks for the Cleveland job, but he well, no, he had the job. He backed out, right? Because he's a no, smart man. Nobody wants <laughs> Great that. Great move. Now, in this scenario, Minnesota is a place that he knows. He loves Minnesota. They're in a little bit better of a situation. They're in a kind of a rough situation, but they're a better situation because they, they have Carl Anthony Towns. Right? They, they got they some always, building blocks. They always seem to be a piece away from being a piece away. Exactly. Jimmy Butler, they were, they had a piece that got them to the playoffs. Then they needed an, another piece. So yeah, it's a, it's a pro, it's a project. Well, that's gonna do it for the show this week, guys. And NFL draft recap, NBA playoff recap. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Nothing, Malik. I've got nothing. Give the people something. You got ten seconds, Malik. Think of something. You got something. I don't have anything, Joey. Joey, why isn't Chris Peppers is a Cleveland Indians fan? He said it. What?